If anything's ever wrong on Halo's Heaven, you can blame Jessica. What? Yep. She's yes. the editor in chief. <laughs> yes. Hello, and welcome to another exciting week of Halo's Heaven Radio. Um, this is Jessica DeLine, and I am joined by Rick Sodress. That is me. And Jeffrey Tan. Hello, everyone. And we are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the meh, but mostly the bad of the Angels past week. Because uh, mm-hmm. there certainly wasn't a whole lot of good, other than splitting the series with the Red Sox, who are terrible on their own right, right now. So, uh, let's get into this. Let's talk about some of the performances worth talking about over the past week. And that can be for, obviously, a good or a bad reason. Uh, I think let's, yeah. let's do some of the bad, the highlighted bad ones before we uh, get into some good stuff. I just want to start off by saying that in the previous episode, when we were, well, Jessica wasn't there, but when we were all pretty, you know, saying, you know, it's okay if St- if Stasi's like mediocre or whatever, because um, his glove will carry us. Um, I did want to mention that in order for that whole idea to work he has to hit like ever um he can't have one walk in 15 plate appearances and no hits and expect to keep a job that's a little bit less than i was expecting (laughs) yeah so so this just goes to tell you the importance of scouting and actually watching players because from all the data that we looked at and his stats he seemed competent you know he seemed like he could be a productive (laughs) major league backstop and then you actually watch him hit and safe to say, he doesn't exactly look like a major league hitter up there. And I feel like, I mean, he hasn't gotten any hits yet, but I feel like if he did get one, it would be luck. Now, I'm not really optimistic on this year. I was hoping for a bounce back next year, closer yeah. to what we saw the previous year. I'm hoping that maybe he can work with the hitting coaches that we have, and in time he'll be able to hit. I'm not expecting anything this year, but if I do keep seeing that zero on there, um, each and every week from him, I'm going to be a little um, devastated. I, I mean, I'm just talking about like the way he looks at the play. I'm sure I'm yeah, hopefully they fix him up, but just so it's not like he's getting unlucky or anything. He's pretty bad. He's, he's awful. Yeah. How long does it take for you guys to jump on my boat, which is <laughs> that his defense isn't worth the offense that we're going to see? How long, how long, how many zeros does he have to put it, up? Before? It takes longer because, number one, this year was already lost when we got him. Yeah, exactly. But number two, also, catcher offense is the least important offensive position. So just in general, you're going to be waiting a little while before I admit to it. So, yeah. so if he hits 100 this year, you're okay with that? It doesn't matter. You really think we're going to catch up? If anything, well, no, it's a good but... thing we have him because we need a tank. I want us to tank. So... <laughs> that higher graphic well i don't know about that since the legend of anthony bamboon has arrived i don't know if stassi will be playing and helping us tank at the moment we need to talk about anthony bamboon besides his amazing name and his amazing ops of 2000 as as an angel and his amazing defense (laughs) with a one-for-one caught stealing that's true absolutely he's he's the hero that we needed to not tank um so if you're on team tank i guess he's a bit of a disappointment He's a horrible but disappointment. If you want to win some games still, because winning is fun, even when your team is terrible, uh, he's the guy. Wait, so Jessica, you're on Team Tank, right? I am on Team Tank, but I still like wins. Then what? 
then why do you disapprove <laughs> of the Stassi deal? I'm so confused here. Because yeah, we gave up be, two prospects you should be for thrilled. a You should be thrilled that our catcher of the future has taken it upon himself <laughs> to be bad this year so to he can help re- the team. And so he can regress to the mean next year. Exactly. Well, Don't you want a bounce back candidate of the year? Uh, next year? No, he's not going to. Okay, do you even know the two prospects' names? I forgot what they were, but here's, here's the point. They were cool. Prospects are prospects. They may amount to nothing, right? They will amount to nothing, most likely. But. One of them could be something, and that means we gave up somebody who could be something for somebody who's going to be nothing. <laughs> we gave up We gave up somebody who could be something for to get Otani. I mean, like, that's it's an irrelevant argument. We We got something <laughs> out of it, like... <laughs> I don't know if one of these prospects tears it up in three or four years and Stassi is gone by 2020 then then we'll have that talk down the road mm-hmm. it will it still won't matter like there's there nobody even knew his name the only person who knew his name was Andrew yeah and he's up and he's up on the prospects and he only knew one of one of their names right. yeah so that guy that's the one I'm worried about <laughs> the one that, that you guy. don't remember the name <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the news, the, 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 yeah, that guy. No, that not guy. Ben Boom. <laughs> ben Boom is on our team right now. <laughs> Different Anthony. Pretty sure that was his name. <laughs> no, but yeah, he does. He does have to start hitting at some point. But I mean, I, I don't really care about this year. I just hope he can work with the hitting coaches and hopefully be something next year. That's all I'm hoping I mean, for. I really liked him last eventually. year. I did watch him last year. I went to several games mm-hmm. that he started and everything, and I did like Stassi last year. So it was a, it was a uh-huh. shock for me to see that his stats this year were so bad. Okay. Well, now we get to see him up and close for the next almost two months. That's lovely. Yeah, exactly. You know, with uh, Kevin Smith out. He can't even he's... catch balls. Okay, well, yeah, that was pretty bad, <laughs> considering it was not a ball of dirt. It was just a fastball right down the middle, and he just whiffed it. But... You mean like every other catcher we've had? Well, you can't really compare him to Luke Roy. You know, you, at some point, you got you to gotta say, like, okay, all of our catchers have been pretty bad this year. Maybe some of it goes on the catching coaches, which I don't want to be, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to be, um, what's what I'm looking for, um, sacrilegious by well, saying that the Molinas aren't good at catching because they obviously are, but... I mean, it's not it's not like a one-catcher kind of deal. It's like all of them have been bad, even the ones that are good at catching. That's true. And I'm a little disappointed you missed the fact that he's finally off the team and I finally said his name right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Went the whole season with me calling him LaCroix. <laughs> yeah, now he's now he's with the Cubs. And, now and he's, he's LaCroix. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> doing, doing some nice catcher's interference for them. Oh, yeah. Um, can't catch a ball. Um, he's hitting decently, but that's that's always what you get with him. And you know, if the Cubs are going to make the playoffs, maybe we'll see him in a high-profile spot for, with some uh, framing errors in the playoffs. That'll be fun. Yeah. You know who else really stunk it up last week? Well, a couple of people, actually, a lot of people, pretty disappointed in Matt Thice. Matt Thice last week. He drew some walks, but he was just he didn't look that good. One yeah, and he also he also had the platoon advantage. Um, Osmus wasn't starting him against the lefties, especially Chris Sale. And is that a fair still... platoon though? Have we looked at his splits? I mean, okay, I wouldn't so, know. 
it, it, it's not the it's not the concept that he was platooned. It's that he didn't have to see uh, probably the best pitcher we saw all week, Chris Sale, and another really solid pitcher, the Cy rookie. Um, what was his name that we saw on Friday for the Red Sox? But he didn't see either of them, and he still hit 071 with a 349 OPS. And he basically won single all week. So I got some stats for you. Mm-hmm. It's a small sample size, but this season he's hitting 179 against righties and 429 against lefties. Vices? Yeah. How many at-bats against lefties? Yeah, okay, lefties. so he's 10 for 56 against righties and 3 for 7 against lefties. That means nothing. That, I told well, you small sample size, but yeah, I mean, that the means th- he can hit lefties. I mean, he has like a third of the number of hits in like an eighth of the number of at-bats. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, I assume a platoon advantage until I'm proven wrong in a great enough sample size. And right now he has been protected and he isn't hitting. So that's so you're saying you, I don't, so you're saying you definitely believe that Upton should only see righties. <laughs> He's what? proven the platoon is, does not work for him for Upton. <laughs> yeah. Well, I he can't hit lefties. He never can. I'm of the opinion that Upton shouldn't be playing right now, but we'll get to that later. Hey, I'm oh, going to yeah. give you a, a fair fair platoon split for Thais. Okay. To, from just because I always, uh, I, I always bag on the Angels. I think that was fair. That kind of stuff, but, That's a uh, his, of minor, his minor league stats, he's hitting 195 versus lefties, 305 versus righties, 87 at-bats versus lefties. So That's a bigger sample Yeah, that's size. pretty good. Yeah. I think they are trying to protect him, They, but um, that being said, I don't know, do you see him platooning with Kozar next year? Like, what's his future on this team right now? Because I don't, I don't see him being in the bigs next year. Unless well, something... if he can hit lefties, then we have him at, we have him for third and first, right? Yeah, but I, I think I, I would still say Justin Bohr's ahead of him in the pecking order for next year. And Kozar's not as, coming back. By the as way. far as first base is concerned, <laughs> Kozar is done. Kozar is done. done, but you never know if they'll give him a chance next year. You know. His, I don't think he'll his age move. combined with the injuries, he's going to quit. Mm-hmm. He's going to retire. It's not like Pujols; he will retire. Here's the thing, though: he has his contract is through next year, so he's probably going to do a Josh Hamilton and try to rehab next year and no, stay I, on the payroll. I, yeah, I think he's definitely going to try to be back for for spring training, and then the Angels, because they're the Angels, they'll give him April, and then we'll see where they. So, like when we, I'm saying when we break camp, we we don't know what type of shape. Um. That Tice will be that Tice will be like whether he'll be on the team, basically. It's possible. And yeah, that's maybe, fine. And maybe they give Kozart a chance, but one of the no, positive I, things I'll say about the Angels this year is they've been a lot quicker to cut I ties think, with people. I think Kozart will will prioritize his health over the money because he already makes plenty. I think he, I think he will prioritize the health, unlike Pujols. Pujols, he was making no. way too much. That's that's a whole different ball game, and he he. Want to play forever, whatever. But Cozart, I don't think he. I think he realizes that he should probably just go ahead and hit the saddle. Mm. The injuries, like that. they just keep stacking up on him, especially his shoulders. Are you going to leave twelve million dollars on the table for next year? There's no way. Am I? <laughs> well, term. I mean, obviously, if he's you want to offer me twelve billion to be on the IL, then I'll take that. Obviously, he's going to try to rehab, but like, how hard? You know, it, will he be on the team? As in, or will he talk with the angel staff and be like, "Hey, you know, this rehab isn't really working. You know, I could do some, I'll maybe play some minor league games." I, I think we'll see then, him in spring, and then halfway through spring, he'll retire. 
That's what I'm thinking. Why would but he retire, though? He's not going to retire. That's the There's point. No way. It's not like he's Pujols and has $250 million. Yeah. I mean, at, for him, I think this $12 million still matters. It does, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> why? I just looked it up. He's made $37 million, including this year. Yeah, exactly. Well, so That's a, another 30% of his lifetime earnings he would leave on the table next year. Well, yeah. then he'll get released in spring, but I don't think he'll play at all in the season. Well, why would the Angels release him in the spring, though? They have no incentive. Why? Yeah, a roster spot. Well, he'd still be yeah. on the 60. How do you know? No. There's no well, guarantee. There's no guarantee that what? I'm just saying it'd be... He'll be on the, to... 60, on the 60 day. I mean, he's only on the 60 day right now. Well, he doesn't have to come off the 60 day until he's healthy, which we don't know when that will be. I'm saying, like, there's no point in him being cut or released in spring. He'll probably be around till mid-June or July, and then we'll be like, what happened to Cozart? Oh, he's gone now. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I we're arguing this point for the sake of arguing it, but I just took issue with the fact that you said that he's going to retire or get cut in spring. Maybe yeah, he won't retire, but he'll get cut. I don't, I don't think he's going to be here. I don't think he will. I think he'll be. I think he'll be here in the first part of spring, and I think he'll be gone by the end of it. I agree with you that, that is, he's not going to play for the Angels, but I don't think he'll retire. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we have to, be able we, to. We release him then. Probably. Well, we so you know, agree with me on that front then. Yeah. <laughs> we know Simmons is going to be around because uh, he's not getting traded at this point, and he's still has well, one year left on his deal. Fletcher, I don't know. Fletcher's in a free fall, but he'll probably that, be around. Listella. <laughs> let's uh, talk about Fletcher in a second here. But yeah. Unless, just, unless Simmons sprains his ankle every other week next year. Yeah, I mean the infield's pretty full. I could see, I could see Renhifo not making the team. Honestly, at this point, Simmons has been injured really? every single year we've had him. We need Renhifo. Like you realize that, right? Simmons has been injured every yeah. year. He's had a major yeah, but, injury mm-hmm. every single year. Well, if yeah. you want, if you want Fice on the team, you can't have all of them. You still have Fletcher, Listella, Simmons, and then Fice is the fourth. And then if you want, Ren- there's no place for Renhifo. Dice won't a, be the fourth, it'll be Renhifo. But they you like, need a first baseman. Yeah, well, they, they like Renhifo. They're going to keep him. Well, Pujol slash Dice mm-hmm. um, slash Bohr. We don't, uh, we, we don't know Bohr, what's happening. No, Bohr's not coming back. We, uh, he, he's <laughs> under control for a reason. We still have him. It's for like one we... year, that's not control. That's what I said about Calhoun. That's not control. <laughs> we have... <laughs> There's a chance that we don't control Calhoun because of his price, but Boar is cheap. You know what I mean? You know who's cheaper than Boar? Who? Thice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if Thice makes the team, then there's no place for an EFO because that's five. Okay. It's getting kind of run around like we should probably move tangent. on. Look at this tangent I let you guys get on. God. Yeah, I think we were better when you weren't here. I take a week off. No, I, saw, I heard those tangents. No, That was good. an intentional tangent. We decided on that beforehand. All right, let's talk about Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, so just looking at his numbers for this week, not pretty. Four hits and 27 at-bats. Didn't walk at all. 148 um, batting average with a 333 OPS. And this continues Whoa. to stretch um, not only this week, but last week and the week, the week before that too, right? Yeah, um, as we were saying before, over the past 30 days, he's played 27 games, so the most on the team. Had 116 at-bats with a 216 average, 260 on base, and a 293 slugging. So he has um, been 
a large part of the struggles the past few weeks, actually. Even out of the leadoff spot. It's With all because he didn't strikeouts. get in the All-Star game. <laughs> That's with 16 strikeouts. Almost as many strikeouts as hits. Yeah, it's terrible. He's been definitely a rough stretch. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty bad for him. He's uh, had 11 RBI, 11 runs and 9 RBIs. So he hasn't done anything like in... Like, as far as scoring runs, as far as getting on base, I mean, it's just, it's been terrible this month. I don't know what's up with him. Hmm. People aren't going to like to hear that, though. No, I don't like hearing it, but it, it's true. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's been struggling, so hopefully he gets that turned around. Yeah, because I like him, too, and I think he's, I think he's a part of our core infield, personally. So, I, I would really hope that this is not the new norm for the rest of the season, because that would be really not, worrisome yeah. for next year. Yeah, I think he's potentially the starting third baseman next year. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, there was a whole bunch of <laughs> really bad performances. So let's let's talk about. There was like three good ones. Oh, two good ones. We already talked about Ben Boom. Um, so there's two left. Uh, but even Mike Trout, uh, as you said earlier, struck out ten times last week. Yeah, but I mean, he he hit three sixteen. Uh, which is great, and he had three home runs, so he definitely had a great week, but that is a huge amount of strikeouts for him. He picked up the walks a bit again, though. That's I think that's the reason yeah. why he started striking out more. He's going deeper into the count again like he used to. And that's fair. I mean, he also had a 480 on base, a 1-3-2-2 OPS. And personally, I'm week. fine with that. Yeah. Like, I, I actually don't mind strikeout trout um, Strike if it up. comes with the walks because yeah. I do like when they get more pitches per plate appearance. I do like when they get deeper into the counts and they try to make the pitchers work so personally yeah. i don't really care about his strikeouts i wasn't like on that train where oh my god he's striking out less this is a great thing no that just means he's swinging more often which can be a good thing but if he's not doing well it can be a bad thing so i actually am fine with with his numbers this week right it's it's fine because of all the other numbers but he did strike out 10 times in 24 plate appearances which is what 40 some percent that's he did crazy. see sale though so that's yeah that's not really fair <laughs> yeah, but but it's good. But I'm not complaining. Somebody's gonna say I'm complaining about Trout. I'm not. <laughs> he just struck out a lot. And, they complained well, about us last week, and I was I complaining about him. <laughs> you were. How dare you? <laughs> so the other guy who strikes out a lot, but also had a good week. Uh, oh, Mike Trout stole a base too. Yay! What is that like? Five this year? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I think cool. you're a little high. <laughs> um, I think he's around ten. He hasn't stolen on a whole lot though. That was the only stolen base all week. Uh, sure was. Otani tried, though. Yep. Yeah. And good job, team. Was... <laughs> and Otani's shows a lot of effort, honestly. The other thing <laughs> I noticed, other than the fact, like, we're not stealing, and we're also not bunting. There were several situations this week in which Stassi could have bunted, and Osmus didn't even put on the sign. Like, he didn't even square up to bunt. He just straight up went up there and hacked. Yeah, and he's no Mike Sosa. Play all the way. But when you're walking, like, a, like 90, sorry, 9% of the time, um, do you really need to bunt? That's true. I would rather roll the <laughs> dice with the walk. <laughs> All right. So Tani had a pretty good week. Yeah, he couldn't uh, play um, in Cincinnati. Right. But came back and was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. His um, power has been sat for the past two weeks. Oh, for, it has. Actually, since the All-Star break. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, ever since he didn't do the home run derby. Right. He should have. It would have fixed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all their fault. It didn't hurt Vlad. Nope, but it hurt, uh, what's his face? Bell. Yeah, I think it's just coincidence. I don't think it has. Yeah, for, oh, for yeah. sure. But it's just yeah. funny that people will be. Right. 
Well, they had a bad. It's uh, there. It helped um, Harper last year. Yeah, Alonzo's doing well. Maybe he should have done in the been in the home run derby again. <laughs> you know what's really interesting? Um, even though he's been complained about at length for the past couple weeks, um, Upton's week was actually probably the uh, one that helped us win the most games, which was only two. But mm-hmm. even though he only had a one eighty eight oh, average, like his success in the games that we won. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, with his nine fifty eight OPS and his seven RBIs, I mean, he kind of led the team in as far as run scoring and um, run support. So, yeah, and he only struck out seven times in six games, which is always uh, a for know. him. That's really good, <laughs> right? Yeah, because he and Calhoun and Otani are like our strikeout kings. But yeah, he actually was kind of important in the uh, second to last game, I believe. But then we ended up blowing them away anyway. So. <laughs> Right, yeah, well, so the home run he's... ended up not mattering, you know, because it was twelve yeah. to two. So three runs, what does that mean? Nine to two. He's he's useless. That's what <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. He had a three thirty on break, three thirty three on base though, so yeah. that's good at least. Better than he's been. All right, pitchers from last week. Let's uh, talk about the bads first. Um. Okay, we do have a bad pitcher that we received back um, after everyone <laughs> was was mad that he was let go. Alberto Mejia. I don't, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It was just two runs in, I mean, it's, but it not. was one appearance. I mean, everyone has a bad game. I don't really know what to think of that. So Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see his, I was elsewhere when he, when, on Friday, when he was doing that. Yeah, um, I was elsewhere all week. Were you? Nice. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> Anywhere but watching the games. <laughs> no, yeah. I was at work. And, no, um. I, don't know, I, I, I saw a highlight later in which that just featured him walking a guy with the bases loaded, and obviously that's not good. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that was speculated on one of the threads or um, in our chat was that the reason that Osmus didn't that Epler didn't pick up a lefty all year is that maybe there were none available who were actually quality, and he knew that whenever he brought in the lefty like Mejia, that. Osmus would just use him like crazy and put him in in high leverage, low leverage, every single leverage type situations to get lefties out. And yeah, maybe he wasn't know, willing to risk that. You know who was available that's had a pretty good year? Bedrosian? No, a lefty. Oh, who? Alvarez. <laughs> oh. We had him. He's had a pretty yeah, good season. No, he hasn't. Yeah, you, he, no, he hasn't. Jeffrey, he were has. you expecting Jessica to say something nice about Bedrosian? That never happens. I was actually really confused because there was an article out there um, a few weeks back about how Bedrosian is the guy against lefties for the Angels. So I actually was really confused there. Like, is she actually <laughs> mentioning that? Yeah, Alvarez is up to a 1.34 whip, a 9.2 hits per nine. And, yeah, it's not great. He's been just fine. He's you can't look than at, any you lefty can't lo- specialist. I know his FIP is 4.08. You can't look at a- his ERA because ERA doesn't matter considering how he's used which is like in short situations in which um, his job is to retire one or two hitters. Right, right. But he also has probably more war than just about any reliever on our team. So. Yeah, you don't know if Who? Can... Alvarez. How much is his, how much is his F4? Uh, his F4, I'm not sure, but his B war is one. I was just looking at baseball. Right He's now. also worse against lefties than righties. So... <laughs> That's wait, pretty funny. Wait a second. Hang on. I'm just saying, he's had a pretty decent year, and we had him. 
Well, yeah, we had a lot of guys that had decent years. I'm not calling him amazing, but we could have used Yeah, him. it's not like he was the to the promised land or anything. <laughs> well, I did want to mention going on to a different bad player. Yeah. Um, we had two relievers that were bad this week. The two, other than Mejia, the two worst relievers on the week. And they have been actually been bad for the last month or so. And that's Anderson and Cole. Um, Justin Anderson, every time he goes in, I'm, I have to look away because it's been, it's been terrible lately. But Taylor Cole has been, I mean, he, at times he's been our, uh, our guide, our godsend and our, the bane of our existence. So I wonder mm-hmm. what you guys think about Taylor Cole. Cause obviously for the past month, he's been bad, but like at times, several months at a time, he's the guy we rely on. I still have faith in him. I think he can, um, I don't know what's going on with him lately, but yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the two inning, multiple inning problems that you were mentioning earlier in the season, Rick. It's just right now he has velocity and is not commanding it well. If if that makes sense, like before before this patch of rough outings, he was actually able to command both his fastball and his off speed stuff pretty well. And he could actually throw the off-speed for a strike. But what what it all went wrong in the Cleveland game, especially, is that he just wasn't able to throw a strike and had to groove pitches down the middle um, with the fastball, especially, and that led to the big outing. And I think that it's especially disappointing because after the, um, the Baltimore and the Detroit series, we were still looking to rebound against Cleveland. And just having Cole there in the first inning of that series deflated any chance we had of getting back into the playoff race. So that's, that's my opinion. Hmm. Um, I think he's, he's young. He has potential. He has options, but it's just like looking at his body of work this season and how he basically ended the season for the angels. It's a little disappointing. Well, guess what I just saw. I thought he was young too. He's apparently 29. Well, he has control. Taylor Cole. Yeah. I didn't realize he was pushing 30. Well, I only knew that because... Wasn't he a former Blue Jay? I'm not sure. Pretty sure he's a former Blue Jay. But but here's a great stat about um, Taylor Cole. He has been in... Oh, he's blown two saves, hasn't he? No, he hasn't blown any saves. Well, I don't know. Do you count like when he here. opens... Oh, I guess that wouldn't be a blown save. Okay, he's inherited he's seven a... runners this year, which isn't a lot, but guess how many of those have scored? Seven. Zero. Zero. Okay, but th- let's think about when he's... Well, he's either opening or he's doing mop-ups, so I think... I don't know how much that means, honestly. Well, it, it's good when you can hold runners on. has inherited six runners, and he's let four of them score. Yeah, exactly, but it's seven. I mean, it's seven runners. You, you... Here... Here's something to think about with um, Taylor Cole. He has a 2.57 FIP on the season. Yeah, uh, his FIP I, is literally two runs per nine below his ERA. Wow. No, I think we all like him. I'm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we like him as the opener, even though people are getting upset that someone, not someone better, is being used. But Cole has promise. I'm just. My gripe is that the poor outings that he's had the past few mm-hmm. weeks have just killed the team but they've been the opening they've been his starts right maybe he shouldn't be an opener wait a second well he i just realized this yeah 
I just realized the reason his FIP is so low, his strikeout per nine is 9.3. It's really His good, walk yeah. per nine is 4.1, but his home runs allowed is zero. That's generally how FIP works. Wait, yeah, but I'm just saying, I never realized he had, I didn't realize in 37 and two-thirds innings, he hasn't allowed a single home run. Wow. I just okay, realized that. I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, he, like, he gave up a bunch of hard contact. It's not like he hasn't. It, Everyone's giving up hard contact this year. You can't go off of hard contact anymore. Everyone's at 50% offensively. Yeah, that is cool that he's able to limit the long ball. Um, I just I just noticed that. Like that that's how Buttry was um, when people realized it. Then he suddenly gave up, gave up home runs all of a sudden. Um, so <laughs> wow. wow. So because I just realized it, um, he's screwed. But <laughs> yeah, not so... the classic regression to the mean or anything. <laughs> Also, over the past week, he made two. Actually, that's about. Is that back to? That's back to August second. But it's three appearances. And his last four appearances, two of them were oh. as a opener, and he did terrible. Yeah, both. But his of them. two out of the bullpen, he was great. Well, so I don't think it's an him open. I don't think it's an opener thing because he had been perfect in opening situations. I think he had five or six or seven perfect opening situations before that. Mm, three, four. Well, every single time before that he'd opened, it'd been fine. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's just the all right. I think the he quality just, of the pitchers, the quality of the batters he was facing at that exact time, or I think what he, it no, was. he just didn't have stuff at those two outings. He just didn't have it. I think if you erase August second and fifth, he he's had an amazing year. I think so too. Yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> like we did with Cody Allen, right? Let's. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I, I did do that with Cody Allen, remember? Before yeah. the season started? Fun. Uh, so, other, other pitchers. Plenty uh, of other bad. Let's talk about Patrick Sandoval because he had a good start and a not-so-good start, right? His his not-so-good start wasn't actually that bad. Yeah, yeah it was, was kind of meh. Sunday's game. It was pretty. It was okay. You know, he kept mm-hmm. us in the game, which is better. And it was really good Red Sox offense. Uh, Sands Mookie bets. Um, yeah. That's... It's pretty good. Four runs in how many innings? Four? I think it's 4.1. But the biggest problem and the reason why that one took so long was because of all the walks he allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the previous two starts he had, or one start, I mean, um, he didn't really walk that many. So I don't really know if that's something we're going to have to expect from him. I know that we saw that in AAA, but you and I speculated, Jeffrey, that maybe that had something to do with the air in Salt Lake. But maybe he is just wild i mean we'll have to see yeah that was our speculation uh but he does he has velocity he can get up to 96 and mm-hmm. he had good breaking he has stuff. stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. he His has strikeouts more, are he good. has more stuff yeah. than berea suarez and pena oh, i agree yeah uh maybe not not pena yeah, combined i think, I think yeah. berea and suarez combined i think i'm safe to say it. i would go with that i don't know i like suarez's stuff but he just he's really young mm-hmm I mean, so is Sandoval. Sandoval and Suarez are both extremely young. And you don't know if Pena's ever going to come back. Like, True. Ever. You know, he might just... <laughs> his leg might just be done. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. It, it, wait, it's his left leg, right? For Pena? Sorry to get off track a little. Is it his <laughs> left ACL? Because um, that's better than his right ACL. I don't remember. I even watched it, and I don't remember. ACLs are fine, though. You can you can still pitch fine. Once yeah, ACLs uh, but are like there. in terms of explosiveness, the... you, you still can. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. Think. But I just like exploding you're... off the right leg, I feel like that. Well, would isn't be that what happened to Richards? Yeah, I guess he was fine. That yeah, was his was right knee, again. though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of. I mean, like obviously, being off your leg for that amount of time is going to keep you from pitching and keep you from working your arm the way you want to. So maybe he'll come back with a little bit less velocity. But I don't think it's as a result of his leg. I think it's just because of lack of practice. You can still work out your arms in other ways, just not not. Yeah, you can, but it's not going to be quite as effective. You're not going to be also as spot on with your accuracy either. Right. But yeah, any other? We got some good ones to cover, maybe. Yeah, Dylan Peters, another great good start. Yeah, what the heck? Um, Quality start, (laughs) six innings. I know. He's had a couple. Didn't matter because the Angels got destroyed offensively by Chris Sale. He did his job. Well, Jessica, I don't know why you're surprised because you and I both said during the preseason that we liked Peters and we were hoping to see him during the season. Uh, I don't know how much I liked him, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, you did. You did. I remember. <laughs> all right. All right. Wasn't he a reliever? We... No, he was, he was a starter, was but we starter, acquired yeah. him. Mm-hmm. But everyone everyone got all mad when we when we got him because they were like, oh, he, he means nothing. But we watched him and I was like, you know, this he, he wasn't bad in spring. You know what? That's right. I, that's right. I do remember preseason talking about that. Yeah, but he he two quality starts in a row. How about that? Nobody saw that coming. Well, the last one wasn't a start, so it couldn't have been quality. Well, I mean, <laughs> dun, stupid dun, dun. opener. It was basically. It was basically. It was start. a quality bulk appearance. Why don't mm-hmm. Why don't we take this opportunity to talk about what what we how we feel about the opener so far? Uh, we've seen it probably, uh, maybe. 12 15 times overused overused do you think <laughs> why why do you say that I, I i just feel like there isn't necessarily a rhyme or reason they're just using it as much as possible because they can that's kind of what it feels like like oh we have I... a free pitcher today let's throw him in front of um Berea. sometimes people get an opener sometimes they don't it's just there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason i agree that they're doing it wrong but as we've discussed before at length um, I think they're not doing it enough. I think that the um, use of bulk pitchers in general is a flawed philosophy, and you need to have people see batters less times, so fewer times. But right, I think they're doing it wrong. In terms of what we have to work, like the pitching that we have to work with, like I, don't... I know Pena got stronger over the course of the year, and he had an opener. Um, and then in the end, he even started starting for himself. So do you think that was in spite of the opener, because the opener, not at all affected by the opener? I think there wasn't an opener available at times. So they just said, okay, now you're going to start. It just didn't seem to be, it hasn't seemed to have been consistent. But, but I mean, I think they gave him the last start in which he tore his ACL because he had shown a pattern of strong performances strong pitching performances and they allowed it's not about that that's that's why that's why they're doing it wrong you know they're trying to use it to build confidence that's not how you use it you use it in order to match up properly you use it in order to minimize the amount of times the pitcher sees a batter and you use it in order to sequence more properly so they're using it all wrong the whole philosophy they're using it for is completely incorrect i I think they're just using it for bad pitchers and letting good pitchers pitch on yeah and that's uh, wrong that's what they, they're doing yeah that's, that's stupid they're, they're doing it incorrectly that's not the, that's not the reason it was developed mm-hmm. hypothetically though like you would want to use it more for a bad pitcher than a good pitcher i know there there are different reasons for using the opener to get 
but if you if you are a stronger pitcher, you might be able to power through the top of the lineup three times, right? Isn't that isn't that what their the theory is? I guess in essence. Rephrase the, the question because I have ADHD. ADHD so, so. You, 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 you take issue with the fact that they, the Angels might be using the opener for bad pitchers and not for good pitchers. But my question is, don't those two go hand in hand? Because you're likely, if you're a good pitcher, you're more likely able to get through the top of the order three so, or three times successfully as opposed to a worse pitcher you might want to protect. I think you're misunderstanding what Jessica and I are saying. We're not saying that you're not just you're not supposed to use it for bad pitchers and you're supposed to use it for good pitchers or that you're supposed to use it for bad and for good pitchers. I'm saying that in my opinion, the whole purpose of it is to limit the amount of times that a pitcher sees a batter, that a batter sees a pitcher, to make sure that you're sequencing properly, to match up more effectively. The whole point of it is so that you can get through the innings, get to the bullpen. You should be having multiple, in my opinion, multiple long relievers instead of a bulk pitcher and a and an opener. Right, but just in in the way that we're constructed, because you're you're talking about hypotheticals here, like oh, we have a bunch of bulk. This guys. isn't hypothetical. I've already said that Andrew Heaney should not be pitching more than three or four innings a game. I've already <laughs> said well, that he's not like really. He's not. I know he's not, but I don't think that any of our pitchers should be seeing the batters that that frequently. I think they should all be, including Cahill, because Cahill was doing well with just the first three at first. I think that all of our pitchers are more designed and would be better suited to see the batters less often. I'm not saying that they're using it wrong in the fact that they're not using it for the right pitchers. I'm saying they're using it wrong with the whole philosophy. Okay, then The whole then... philosophy should be that it's about making sure that you see the batters less often so that you're more effective. And then the fewer innings that you pitch means you can pitch again sooner. So you're like it's you're getting the same amount of work, but it's spread out in shorter bursts. Okay, then let me try to rephrase here. <laughs> in in attempting to maintain tradition as much as possible, well, I don't also want use... to maintain tradition. Yeah, see, That's the problem. See, but I feel like the <laughs> Angels do because it's too <laughs> radical right now. They want to build. They want to develop the pitchers as best as possible to be traditional starters. Like Heaney, they want to be a good starter who can go seven innings every single time. Same with Pena and Berea. problem with the Angels. That's their whole problem, is they're always trying to adhere back to these strict rules. Even when they use, like, new ideas, they're always trying (laughs) to tie it back to old rules that are outdated and don't work. That's the (laughs) whole problem. They're not like the Rays. They're They're not leaders. They'll take ideas from other people and they'll try to implement them in the way that they used to do it or the way that they like to do it. They try to incorporate it, but it's not successful. You have to go all out or you have to do nothing of it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's let's move on. (laughs) I'll keep going. Yeah. You guys want to talk about maybe we need to do a whole podcast about openers. We already did this. We kind of did. Yeah, just now. All right, Cam Bedrosian. Cam Bedrosian's been awesome for a while. Again, he's he's really weird because he'll have like this like one week or so burst where he's absolutely abysmal, but the rest of the season he's been phenomenal. He still cracks under pressure. I I don't care about that. Like we just need people to get through innings at this point. I don't really care about 
whether or not he can work in high leverage. We have people to do that, like Robles and stuff. But, I mean, Bedrosian's been our second-best pitcher on the relief side. Better than Buttry, no matter what anybody says. He has been, yeah, I agree. And I think that Cam Bedrosian is part of the reason why I had a hope for a while until after the Dodgers series ended. I still, I think his ERA numbers are deceptive as they have been in the past because he he has the highest inherited runner score rate on the team of a regular bullpen pitchers. So I think his numbers uh, are very deceptive. I think if he comes in, I've said this before, give him a clean inning. He does a pretty good job because he often gives up a base runner or two when he's pitching. Yeah, so, now, now they're even stretching him out. He got used in three separate innings on Sunday, which was pretty weird, but also pretty cool, I guess, to see. I don't know. I feel like the Angels are just tr- they're not doing one-inning guys anymore. They're just throwing their pitchers out and seeing as far as they can go. I don't know if that's good, bad, but it seems like they're lengthening relievers at the same time that starters are getting shorter. So they're kind of going towards what Rick is saying. But the relievers are still capped at around 30, 30 pitches, which when they probably need to be around like 40 to 50 in order to truly be where he wants them to be. Yeah. But it's still good to see. Um, there's, still, yeah. there's still potential for him. He's a quality reliever, mm-hmm. even I, though I, we have bad taste. I, like, we have yeah. bad memories. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not sold on him. His numbers have looked good if you look at him on paper. Um, I don't think he has that great of stuff, and he gives up a lot of hits and walks. Here is one thing to consider. His win probability added this season is the most he's ever had, even better than his awesome 2016. You know, his run, his uh, RE24 is solid. His clutch score is the second highest he's ever had. Um, All the win probability stats say that he's been a solid reliever for us this year, even with the inherited runners allowed to score, so... Okay. I just think I think maybe either A, they're using him better than they have been in the past because they're using him less frequently in high-leverage situations. I mean, that's, um, that, well, that could be true because with new management. so Exactly. Yeah. So that could be true for sure. Um, this still suggests, of course, that he does have some leverage he's coming in because he's been successful in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it just looks in general like he's just being used better, um, him specifically. So I... I got to give him some props for that, even though I complain about them excessively. So <laughs> he's he's been doing better for sure. I'll give him that. I'll agree with that. All right. Uh, any other players we want to cover before we talk about next week? Yeah, really, just really. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I no, wanted to go, say something really fast. Go ahead. I just wanted to mention that also his um on the pitch value for him, his uh, slider on his weighted slider score for pitch values, it's like way higher than it's ever been. Yeah, By that, far. That's one of the reasons why he's been so effective against lefties is the wipeout slider that uh, dives down and in. And mm-hmm. he has been the Angels' most effective reliever against lefties. Yeah, and he ha- he doesn't have the velocity he used to have back in 2016 when he had like that one ERA. And the weighted fastball pitch value shows that. But the slider, I mean, that's like off the charts as far as effectiveness nowadays. Yeah, for sure. And we all know that. I mean, sliders objectively or subjectively, I should say, probably the most, the most nasty pitch to see. So what Jeffrey is saying is more sliders. More sliders. I'm saying more sliders <laughs> that are set up by fastball are very nasty. 
All right. All right, one last pitcher I want to touch on is Jose Suarez, who at times looks passable, and then he... And then other times just, he like, gives up a lot of bombs. And we checked this the other day, that he actually has a really high home run rate. What was it, like 2.8-ish per nine? Which yeah. is absolutely... That's really high. That I mean, it's not at the levels of Cody Allen per se, but I think it's it's one of we we saw this other day. It's one of the highest for uh, starters with over fifty innings pitched. Um, like compared to guys who have been released, like the Orioles starters, yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's just. Do you think it's something that uh, can be addressed, or is it just he doesn't have the velocity, so he's going to give up a lot of bombs when people are sitting off speed? I that's yeah he's an interesting one. Um, I, I I'm not sure to be honest. I'm not really sure. Um, Suarez, when he was in the minors, I wasn't really sold on him as a top prospect as much as a lot of people were. And maybe it's just maybe he just needs to develop. Yeah, everything know. on Suarez just always cycles back to he's young, and obviously if the Angels were he is. anywhere near competent. Uh, he wouldn't be in the majors this year, but it's just, it's interesting. Like, I, I think it's interesting to see what he's doing. It's right. not, at the same time, on one hand, it's not major league quality, but on the other hand, he has potential, so mm-hmm. we don't really know where we sit on him right now. And it, yeah. even though the numbers aren't there, it was really nice slash interesting. I don't want to completely stay positive. But it was really interesting <laughs> to see him in the majors this year. Yeah, I think it would have happened either way, even without injuries, because the Angels were trying to build for who knows what year, 2029, I don't know. <laughs> Presumably 2020, 2021. So they're really trying to push the young people up. That's why I think we might see Adele in September. Um, they want to see what these guys have, so they're going to give them playing time. And yeah, I sure. think Suarez would have gotten it, and maybe he'll be better next year from his experience this year. And we need him if we're going to compete next year. I did want to say one thing about Jose Suarez. Um, when you try to look up his name on fan graphs, <laughs> it shows a question mark where the accented E should be. So it's really hard to find his name. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was trying to look him up and I'm like, I'm like, why can I not find him? And then I just typed in Suarez and it showed up with J-O-S question mark Suarez. <laughs> so do you go to fan graphs and then search? Because I always yeah. do like I, I under the player the blog search. Well, that's oh, what okay. I usually do. But like okay. I just this time I just typed in Jose Suarez because I was already on FanGraphs and I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> he has a question right. mark in his name, guys. Just so you know. That's great. So there is. <laughs> All right. Um, next week, we play the Pirates for three games mm-hmm. at home, and then the White Sox for four games. So theoretically, home. theoretically. They are bad teams. Yeah, you guys want to know who... Um, let's talk about the pitching matchups, at least at least for Pittsburgh. Before uh, you I get just, into that, though, I do yeah. want to say, though, that because you're calling the Pirates bad, you know they're going to destroy us. Well, did okay. we call Josh them? Bell, specifically, will completely rectify his extra base hitting during <laughs> our series. All right, let me tell you a fun fact about the Pirates going into the series. Okay, that they if get into fights? If we don't win at least two 
games out of this. That is just sad. They've won, f- <laughs> okay, they've won I four. That, I thought, sorry, I Here's thought that was why. your fact. I thought that was your fact. No, facts. I have a fact. Here it comes. Here's why. The Pirates have won four of their last 29 games. Remember um, when? The... Do I need to remind you how many games the Tigers had won yeah. before we played them? Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> They've lost twenty-five out of twenty-nine games coming into this series. The only team that we did acceptably against that had been bad for the past couple weeks was the Red Sox, and that <laughs> know, was only because we got to see Rick Porcello for one game. Yep, and well, then, and grind, then we grinded out another game. Cashner's not that great either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. pitching matchups. For us, it looks like we are going to have Suarez. Then that should be Canning on Tuesday. Peters, yeah. um, Heaney on Thursday, and then Sandoval on Friday is, and then back to the top. So Suarez, Canning. So hopefully right. Canning suffers no setbacks and can pitch on Tuesday. And then we have our five for the Pirates. Mitch Keller, the prospect. Do you know who Mitch Keller is? No, yeah. but he just trash talked Mike Trout. Yeah, he did, but he's actually. Did he really? I didn't know too. that. But he's the number one Pirates I was literally prospect. just reading his the article where he said, well, he didn't even really trash talk him. Yeah. They were just saying just that, talking. like, Trout's really, really good. Are you sure you want to play against him? He's like, he's like, I don't feel like I can go up there and, like, actually think of him, like, as the best player. I have to just, like, think of him as my, my opponent. I just got to be able to do what oh, I do with the stuff. The headline was misleading. Okay. Yeah, that's not It was misleading, talking. yeah. I read, the, I read the article, and I was like, okay, that's kind of, okay, thank you, Adam Barry, you little liar. Well, the editors usually do the the, the headlines. So, if anything's ever wrong on Halo's Heaven, you can blame Jessica. What? Yep. She's yes. the editor-in-chief. <laughs> yes. Yes. Never mind the fact that Jeffrey usually edits, like, other people's articles. No, Correct. No, 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 I don't. Or, why, or why we self-edit most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's all Jessica, because she's in charge of that kind of stuff. Thank, like, thanks, you guys. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, so you should have seen her headline. To, you should have seen her headline for Sunday's game. In which uh, she, in the eighth inning, in a three-three ball game, she had typed up "Angels lose on walk-off to Red Sox." It was it was brilliant, brilliant so, headline. Here's the thing. Here's a little insight into writing for Halos Heaven. When you write the post games, most of you don't know because you haven't done this. You generally predict, but when it comes to the eighth inning, I usually predict if the Angels are down, uh, I might start writing the article as if they lost sometimes you have to erase it and restart and write the whole article but more often than not you're correct um, um but... counterpoint counterpoint i don't write the article unless i don't even start writing it unless it's like a wide gap oh That's i always fair. start writing it in about the seventh inning but not necessarily no, if, of who's winning or losing, just some of If the it's facts. a wide gap, I'll, yeah. I'll start writing in like the 7th or 8th, but if it's not, I try to wait until the end just in case we, or they, pull off a comeback. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I usually try to start things. earlier too because otherwise when the game ends, I feel rushed. Like, oh, I want to get this up so people can comment, you know? Right, because people ends up not being as, that, and yeah. not Then it ends up not being as good, so. Yeah. Right, and the so other counterpoint <laughs> is sometimes we just schedule, we, we write the whole thing early and then we schedule it for the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, Jessica. Jessica. That, that happened once or twice. We did that like and once this year. I gotta go. Can you publish my article for me? I know I'm the editor, but you can you can deal with the headlines today. We've we've done that like once this year, I think. All we right, were so, right though. You guys were right. Yeah. All right. So the first game, Mitch Keller could dominate us, right? It could. Yeah, happen. Cy rookie. Um, I uh, believe it. I he believe could, he's he will a high strikeout us. pitcher too, and he's been. He struggled his first two starts, was better his third start. This will be his fourth start. So I'm a little worried, honestly. No, I oh. 
I actually like Mitch Keller, so I think he'll be good. I like I like mm-hmm. all pitchers named Keller. So oh my goodness, Brad Keller, oh, okay. Mitch Keller doesn't matter. Right. I like him. All right, game two, Trevor Williams against maybe Canning. We could That's win a that loss. One. Yeah, what? Trevor Williams will beat us. No, Canning. Yes, he will. <laughs> oh, we don't okay. know. We don't know it's going to be Canning. It could be like Yoshimo. All right, we're going to get to our predictions for the week. Chris Archer has been pretty good against some of the Angels, and do we think Dylan Peters is going to keep up? It's the um, Pirates, so his good performance. I think yeah. Peters will continue to be solid. Do okay. I think he'll beat Archer? I think Archer will wreck the Angels, so I don't know. He might. All right, so um, Mike Trout and I think Poolhouse haven't been real good against Archer in the past. Mike Trout has sucked against him, I think. Uh, yeah, well, he's hit like two twenty, which is better than. Our catcher, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a great benchmark. Zero is is the benchmark we're going off of here. He's above the Mendoza line, <laughs> barely. All right, predictions barely. for the week. I'm gonna go four and three. Unfortunately, I think it'll hurt Team Tank, but it won't be the perfect seven and zero we need to give me hype again. You didn't say who the White Sox pitchers are probably going to be. Well, we, how, don't, I don't know. Know. we don't no, know. I don't. No, I don't. I mean, there's four games against them. You could probably just. Say who the five starters for them are. I don't even know who they are. All right, all right. If you really want, I'll check for you. Because that'll help me get an idea. I mean, if we're seeing Giolito, that's a loss. We probably are. I'm just going to tell you every all their pitchers. And uh, Wednesday, yeah. they have um, Detweiler. Wow, he's still in the majors? Ross Detweiler? <laughs> I did not know that either. Okay, so we're not going to see Detweiler. We're going to see Nova. We're going to see Cease. Uh, we're going to see Giolito. And we are going to see uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Those are the four mm-hmm. projected in reverse order. So I said them opposite. So it's Lopez, Giolito, Cease, and Nova probably. All right, we're going two and five. I'm going to go three and four. I think four and three, which will hurt the tank. And also, as I said, not give me hope again so that sucks i'm i'm gonna say that we're gonna go two and five because all of the rookies and top prospects are gonna wreck us the pitchers that have that wrecked us in the past will continue to do so i think we'll take one against each team yes i'm trying to think of who i think we'll win against the pirates with maybe it'll be williams because it It'll be Williams. Yeah. If that's our best Williams chance. is our best bet. So I'll say Williams and Detweiler. I oh, think you say we... we're not seeing him. We're not seeing him, you said. Um, no, uh, Williams and not Cease, Nova, not probably. Giolito. Who was the other one? The Nova fourth? and Lopez, Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, Nova. I think we win um, uh, Archer. Um, I forgot Tuesday's guy already. Williams, Archer, Williams. Uh, Lopez and Nova. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like the Angels should split with the White Sox and win two against the Pirates, but I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Like, they should. No, if they should do that, then if they're underperforming, that's good for Team Tank because you expected one thing and they underperformed. That's good for Team Tank. You know what's interesting is that the Angels only play the White Sox once this year. I thought they played all the AL teams twice. Wait, What? Don't I was we, checking the we schedule. Didn't go to we Chicago? don't. We see. No? We see them in September. Are you sure? Yeah. No, we yeah. We have to. It, it should be. Three no, we away. do. I, I remember yeah. looking at it. It has to be because seven against each AL. Uh, we do not see. Oh, we do see them for a week. Yeah, because otherwise that it's wouldn't like make the first any week sense. of September, right? Yeah. Because it's seven yeah. against each of the other teams, so 35, 70, 
Um, That's what I thought. And then, yeah, but I missed and that. And then on the 19 schedule. against each AL West team. So for okay. the record, the reason 76. why I knew we played against them in September was because I looked at that month and I was like, okay, this is back after the Dodgers series. I was like, okay, so if we win this series, this series, yeah. this series, this series. <laughs> Um, we have a good chance, and I was like, "So the White Sox is our best bet in September." <laughs> What's going off the numbers? September's rough, actually. Just, just a quick so sidetrack. We sixteen play... interleague games. Yeah, September's really bad. We play the A's, the Yankees, the Indians, the Astros, the Rays. The Rays, yeah. It's it's not a lot of not a lot good. of Astros. Even the easy series that month are actually hard series. Still, I mean, the White Sox aren't terrible, and yeah, they're getting better. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a rough week, and I think every week from now on it's gonna be a rough week. You know, you know what will be cool though, um, Adele will get to see really good pitchers. Bright side, he'll see Verlander Cole, the best of the best. Ooh, yeah, and, and he's gonna see Cleveland. Yep. If Clevenger. he gets called up, when he's he got gets to, called up, when he gets called up, yeah. If when I'm on Team Jeffrey for that win, they have to. I they was, need him next year. But... I was saying he, we have to a long time ago about his promotion to AAA, and that didn't happen. So, yeah, but why? Well, why would he need to go to AAA? Hurt. We don't know. Like, we don't know that they there's waited any until be- he started sucking at AA in order to promote him. Yeah, but we don't. I don't know why they keep doing that. We don't know that there's any benefit to AAA, especially as it is right now. I'd probably rather him skip AAA entirely. There's what kind of pitchers in, in AAA. What kind of quality pitching is he seeing at Salt Lake? He that, is. Okay, well, he but, is seeing quality pitching. Yeah. But to but be fair, I was City. also of that opinion, too. I said I, w- I thought they were going to just skip Salt Lake altogether, but they didn't do that either. Because it seems useless. Uh, this year, useless? Salt Lake, going to Salt Lake, hitting against the PCL. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter. He can just play five games. and I know he's already played more than five games, but it doesn't matter if he got the call up today. You, know? mm, you're still you are combatively agreeing with me. <laughs> I know, that's funny. No, you're saying he's not going <laughs> to get right. called up because he was promoted so late to AAA. I was saying that he should have been called up to the majors anyway a long time ago, and I don't think they're going to do it now because they like, they're like they doing this weird this weird thing now where they decide to go ahead and wait to promote the people that are ready, and they promote the people that aren't ready. <laughs> Well, I think they're on a schedule. I think there's some sort of time frame that's happening. That's that will happen in September 1st. Are we yeah. home? Let's get tickets. Let's do it. Okay. okay. I hope so. We're home at some point in September. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you don't you don't want to go for a second game. You know? No. Well, the Indians are going to be in town. That might be a good series. Yeah, I haven't gone to see a suite. I haven't even Ooh, gone to see a it. game this season, and I don't know if I want to now. Whoa. Okay. Well, you do live in Texas, so that's fine. Okay. Well, I usually go to the Astros games, but... Do I really want to watch us play against the Astros right now? <laughs> yes. True, yeah. You want to watch Adele tear Destroy. it up against the Astros? Yeah, I'm going to watch him hit a home run against Justin Verlander yep. at Minute Maid Park. Yes. And it won't be a cheap shot either to the corners. It'll be down de- dead central over where Tal's Hill used to be. Calling my shot now. Yeah, he's going to own Verlander. Okay, which game? Actually, whenever, he's, whenever Verlander starts, we'll see. We'll hold you to it. In September. Okay. All right. All right, I think we're good, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye.